Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Zachary James Foxtville. I am 10 years old and I live in Los Angeles, California. The climate is changing. We are nearing a tipping point, a place from which we cannot turn back, and we are racing towards it at record speeds. We, the children, are being punished for what our ancestors had done to us and the world. Generations of policymakers and big corporations have made billions at our and the planet's expense and have escaped consequence. Until now. As our futures are resting upon our shoulders, the shoulders of kids like me, some adults don't even believe in climate change. I'm tired. I am frustrated. I am angry. Some days it feels like no one cares. That's why I will put aside my own time. I could be playing with my friends to record this podcast. We need to face the facts. Here on We the Children, we'll be tackling hard topics, learning about different climate phenomena, and speaking with experts and leaders in the field of global warming solutions. I may not have all the answers or be able to solve the world's problems, but at least I know I have to try. And I'm glad you're here to help. Here's what you can expect on We the Children. First, I'll introduce the episode. Next, my friend Waldo will pop in for a little weather lesson, if you will. Then, we'll invite a climate expert for an interview. Lastly, we'll play a rousing game of climate trivia. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to Wacky Weather. Where we'll be talking about wacky weather. I'm your friendly weatherman, Waldo, here to bring you the latest funny, but not so fun, weather stories from around the globe. Climate change is a gift that keeps on giving, and crazy weather phenomena happen daily. Today, I'm reporting live from the Siberian tundra. No, I'm not here on a first class vacation. That would be nice. I'm here to tell you about the permafrost in places like the Yamal Peninsula and the Gaga. 
happens when the ground is supposed to be permanently frozen? It's thawing. That's right. Cooking, melting, getting warmer. And why is this problem? Because it's turning Siberia into a giant, flammable trampoline. Let me explain. There are natural gases, known as greenhouse gases, such as carbon dioxide and methane, trapped under the Earth's surface. Researchers believe that as the ground warms, the gases rise towards the surface, making the ground bouncy and buoyant. Now, I don't suggest doing backflips on them, because after a while, it's tired of being a trampoline and goes boom, boom. That's right. It explodes. It implodes. It creates giant craters on the ground and releases all those gases into the atmosphere. Not good. One time, the explosion was so violent, you could hear it from 60 miles away. <gasps> Researchers have discovered 17 craters in Siberia so far, but believe there may be many more. Luckily, it's not the most populated region, but still poses a threat to local animal habitats and the ozone sphere, the layer that protects Earth from the sun's radiation. Sorry to be a downer, but I don't think that's what hundreds of stars wanted when they exploded 13.7 billion years ago. Thanks for tuning in to Wacky Weather. I'm off to go bounce on icy, explosive, ground covering! Today, we are interviewing Ellie Hale, an EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, employee who is in charge of cleaning up Superfund sites. Welcome, Ellie. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Is okay? Of course. Okay. So first, why did you want to work in environmental protection? Well, I joined EPA when I was in my late 20s. So it was a long, long time ago. I'm now 62. And, um, and at the time, Ronald Reagan was the president. And I don't know if you've heard of him, but he, he was not very interested in the environment. And at that time, the environmental movement was really growing. And um, so I had majored in college in... Japanese studies, which has nothing to do with the environment. <laughs> and I worked at a recycling center and I took classes. Uh, and that's when I first learned about the potential for global warming, actually. It was in, wow, 1980. And, um, and so I proceeded with my degree and lived in Japan. But while I was living in Japan, I, I saw proof that the world was in need of real protection, that the environment was not being protected. Did you know, Japan is now wisely considered as one of the most modern and progressive countries in the world in regards to their dedication to promote environmental protection. In fact, Japan has been particularly responsive to addressing both air pollution and the harmful dangers associated with nuclear power plants. So I came back to the U.S. because I felt like this is where I should be to engage in that and I went to school and I got an engineering degree and uh, while I was in engineering school I was able to get a job I was volunteering at a group called Washington Toxics Coalition but I was able to get a job um, at the EPA and that's where I've been ever since and it's I love I love the idea and I love the reality of protecting the environment yeah. it really needs us to work for that awesome uh 
can you explain what it is that you do at the EPA? Like, I know you clean up Superfund sites, but what exactly does that mean? Well, you won't be surprised to learn that, especially now, but always, it involves sitting at my desk a lot. <laughs> and I write emails, and I write letters, and I review reports. But the, but the work of Superfund is, um, is very, these are really big cleanup projects where the soil or the water in the soil, the groundwater, or the mud in the river, or the mud in the lake, you know, some of these things that we uh, call environmental media, they're contaminated. So my job is to make sure that they get cleaned up. And it's a very, it's a complicated process. It includes um, engineering work and science work. It includes understanding the law and our legal authorities. And it includes working with communities to make sure that they understand and are involved in the cleanup. So it's it's got a lot going for it. But ultimately, that means that at the end of a process of study, there's actual machinery digging up the contaminated material or pumping contaminated groundwater. So it's, in the end, it's a very active kind of change in the environment to improve something that we damaged, right? Factories or uh, disposal sites, landfills. Sometimes, you know, before there was environmental regulation, people didn't put things in, in careful places. And so this is to fix an old problem mostly, but it takes a long time to fix a problem. It's much better to prevent a problem from happening in the first place. So... Can you explain what is a Superfund site? The Superfund law um, was passed in 1980, and it basically was a recognition that all over the United States, there were pieces of land that were contaminated and that people didn't know about it. And schools were being built on top of old dump sites or nice neighborhoods were being built. But then, you know, the ba the basement was filled with something that smelled funny and made people sick. So so this was an important discovery that we didn't have a law to, to deal with old problems. We had a law that said the water has to be clean and we'll make permits to make sure that dirty things don't get into the water. And we had a law that said the same thing about air. But we didn't have a law that said, if there's something that's already dirty, what do you do with it? And so this law enabled the EPA to, to ask the people who caused the pollution to pay for cleanup. Still wondering what a Superfund site is? Superfund sites are polluted areas in the United States requiring a long-term response to clean up hazardous material contaminations. Yikes. What's the best advice you have for those of us who are worried about their future? You know, I, I think that if you're not worried about your future, you're not paying attention, <laughs> right? So you're, you're right to worry because the future, people, people have always had problems to worry about. And that's, this is not entirely new, but I do think that we have some serious issues coming and we need to be really prepared. So what do I say for people who are worried about their future? I think, I think that they, they can take some comfort in knowing that if we work together, we are very, very smart animals. And we sometimes can make really good solutions. We just have to make sure we are working together 
as nations, as people, and as families, and as neighborhoods, to to make it a better place because um, it's very easy for people to have different ideas and to pull in different directions. We need to have a good strategy and then we need to do what the strategy says. What are some everyday tips for people who want to be more eco-friendly? Eco-friendly is an Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Interesting one, because that sounds like a, like for my individual life. So I think if that's what you mean, I, I think the ways we can be more eco-friendly start with our minds. We have to think always about, about what are we doing and why. Because it's what we do that is causing problems. So if if we are driving when we don't need to drive, or if we are wasting water, or if we're eating something that was grown with chemical pesticides, right? There are ways we can make choices to to make our own lives as good as they can be for the environment. So the, I recommend that people think first, but also my, my feeling is a really good way to do this is to make a, a few simple rules. Like I will not use plastic and it's hard, but it's kind of like saying I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and, and that's actually one of the things you can do. You can be a vegetarian. That's good for the environment, but you have to think about it. And then you have to sort of draw a line and stick with it because then it's simple. Because you don't go out to a restaurant if they're going to give you something that you're going to have to throw away. You don't use something if it can't be put in the compost, you know. So you, it's about everyday choices, little simple choices, but it makes it simpler if you just make it kind of a rule. That's my advice. What environmental phenomenon is most concerning to you? Well, I bet you know the answer to that already. It's climate change. Yeah, and I think I think we have to really stop ignoring it. <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, that's a, it's a big concern for me. But, you know, and I think, I think for young people, so we see right now we're seeing the effects of climate change beginning. And you know that those effects aren't going to stop, even if we stopped today doing what we do. And so we have to do two things at the same time, and that's really hard. We have to stop doing things that are making the problem worse. And then we also have to figure out how we're going to deal with the problem as it unfolds. So, so there's mitigation and adaptation. And we have to do both those things at the same time, which means it's a big challenge. And it means we need to organize ourselves around meeting that challenge. 
sort of the opposite of that. What gives you the most hope? I think I think young people give me a lot of hope, and I know that um, that young people know what they need and they are demanding it. I'm really I'm really encouraged when people use tools that aren't just kind of despair and anger, but strategic tools like lawsuits. I, I don't know if you know about the kids who are suing because of the climate and, you know, whatever tool might make a difference. It's amazing how organized methods like tool, like, like lawsuits or strategies to influence politics. If you really plan it out, it does make a difference. And in fact, we see that it's making a difference now, right? We see that people are organizing and talking to each other and, you know, Greta, right? Wondering who Greta is? Greta Thunberg is a young Swedish activist known for leading global school strikes for climate change called Fridays for Future. She boldly challenges world leaders to stop ignoring the climate crisis and has gained public attention and raised awareness about these issues. Yeah, oh my goodness. So, you know, she's not just doing any old thing. She's strategic. <laughs> and we all need to be that way. We need to figure out how to work together because that's key. There's power in togetherness. And then we need to have a strategy to make our governments and our businesses and our daily lives and, you know, make people understand and then act on the necessary changes. And they will be, I think that's the scary part is it's going to require some real changes, real deep changes in our, in the way we live in the world. There's some debate between this, but how do you think COVID-19 affected climate change? Yeah. The world has time to heal. Some people say we've been doing stuff that has been harming it. What do you think? Well, it, it's probably both in some ways. And, and also it's, so I'll, I'll say that in the beginning, when everything was shut down, there was a moment when people thought, oh, we don't need to run around all the time. We don't need to eat everything all the time. You know, like there's, there's sort of a, a pause when people had a chance to really think about who are we and what are we doing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people, uh, people are using masks and syringes and packages, right? There's, there's some stuff that's related to the medical field that are really important to stop COVID from killing us, but they are additional kinds of wastes. Masks are showing up in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I think more importantly, and maybe more generally, COVID is a distraction at a time that we can't afford distraction. We have to focus. I mean, we'll get through COVID, and thank goodness there are people who know about medicine and science who are going to be helping us do that. But we have to be thinking about the environment and what to do about climate change at the same time. And people aren't very good at doing two things at once, as I mentioned. <laughs> so we need to focus on on not just our day-to-day -day lives and, and this virus. We need to do both things. We need to keep our focus on the environment. Is there anything else you want to tell us before we go? Uh, I, you've asked such good questions that I can't think of any topic you haven't really tapped into. But thank you. Well, I will say that, that the, the source of 
all knowledge out there. You know, we get so much of our information from the internet and there's a lot out there to learn. And so I want to encourage you to keep learning and doing what you're doing because you will make a difference. Let's play Climate Trivia. Today, we have Satara and Vishnu Simon playing against one another. I will plant a tree for every letter in the winner's name. Let's make the earth quake. The trivia, of course. Today, we ask three questions. Why does climate change cause sea levels to rise? A. Warm things expand. The warmer the ocean, the larger it gets. B. Carbon dioxide combines with oxygen and enlarges the water atoms. Or C. People are swimming more often in the ocean, which increases its volume. Uh, I think it's the uh, C one. The swimming people in ocean. Vishnu? I think it's A. Okay. The correct answer is A. Warm things expand. The warmer the ocean, the larger it gets. What is not a good way to reduce carbon emissions? A. Reducing meat consumption. B. Driving electric vehicle. Or C. Chopping down trees. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's A. Reducing meat consumption wouldn't do anything for to help with climate change. Vishnu? I'm pretty sure it's C. Okay. The correct answer is C. Trees suck carbon dioxide out of the air. They then separate the oxygen molecules and release oxygen back into the air for us to breathe, and then use the carbon to make themselves bigger. That's why you can see rings on a tree. What is an example of a monocrop? A. Dandelions B. Soybeans or C. Lily of the Valley Hmm. I think it's A. Vishnu? Well, I think it's B, soybeans. If you guessed A, you were incorrect. The correct answer is B. Soybeans are a popular monocrop, which means they are not rotated with other crops on large fields and farms. Rotating different crops keeps the soil healthy and full of minerals and nutrients. Other monocrops include wheat and corn. Vishnu is our winner today. Congratulations, Vishnu. I will be planting six trees in your honor. Thank you for tuning in to We the Children. Remember, if we act together, we the children can inspire hope and create change for our climate. Tune in next time for more climate content. I know the planet is warming, but try to stay cool. Because if you're too warm, more ice will melt, and uh, it, it just stay cool. This is Zachary Fox Duval, signing off. Don't know why. There's
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.